1 Samuel 17 again. Let's start with a little prayer. Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for uh, allowing us to be in this house. Lord, please bless this sermon. Uh, Give me the confidence to deliver it. Um, Lord, I just pray that it be be your will and uh, your work being done today and not mine. In Jesus' name, amen. not good when I can't even start. So, um, I was given the opportunity to work uh, for the men's retreat through uh, this year. So I chose David, uh, partially because I was curious uh, to learn more about David. And uh, so we were able to work through a couple of sermons. Um, so recall the first one that I was able to give was on... Uh, being ready. So being ready to uh, be, be at your father's will, uh, to be ready to be called, and to be willing to do uh, his work with his talents when he's needed. So um, last Sunday, we were able to work through uh, David versus Goliath, part one. So today is a follow-up on part two. Um, my wife, the English teacher, wanted me to make sure that I pointed out that um, I read another book um, I read uh, Max Licato's Facing Your Giants a couple years ago. Uh, if you've not read this, it's a, well, for me, it's not a quick read, but it is a quick read, uh, large print. Uh, Max Licato is an easy read to do. Um, I read this a couple years ago, and um, a big chunk of today's sermon is pulled from a chapter out of this book. So um, just that way I wasn't plagiarizing and gave for credit. So there you go. Um, so last week I, I hinted and joked around about uh, the fact that David was called into to service. Um, he was ferrying food back and forth to the camp, and when he shows up at camp, he sees Goliath coming out, and it's one of the 40 days where Goliath comes out both day and night to taunt the Israel army. And David's like, like what's going on? Like, we don't do this. Like, you can't do that. And uh, so his brother gets all ticked and says, like, you came here just to get more glory and credit and, you know, get out of here, punk, go back to your few sheep. And... Um, so uh, David gets called to, to service, and, and Saul says, here, like, if you're going to do it, put on all my armor, look like me, act like me, although Saul wasn't strong enough and big enough to go out and fight Goliath. Saul would have been a decorated uh, military officer. He, he would have been able to have gone and done this, but Saul just didn't have God's blessing and uh, confidence to go and, and take this action on. So David gets called to action. He goes and gets all suited up in Saul's equipment, and David says, like, this isn't me. Like, this isn't how I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it God's way. And he reaches down, and he pulls five stones from the brook or the stream. So uh, in Max Licato's book, um, it talks about the five stones. So today's sermon is on the five stones. So why five? Um, I joked last week that because that Goliath had four bigger brothers and he didn't know whether like after he beat Goliath that the four of them would come and redeem his brother. That's the reason why you would need five. Um, you know, at some point you want to say, well, if 
David believed that God was going to do this, then why didn't he just grab one stone? Right? Why would you need four others? But here's kind of a handy way, get it, pun on the word, handy way, um, when you have your own Goliath in your world. Um, my Goliath was my dad's passing. Uh, some of you don't know, May of 2015, uh, my dad showed up for uh, one of my children's birthdays. Uh, Kathleen's May 5th and Matthew's is May 30th, so I, I can't remember which one it, it occurred. But uh, he showed up, and I had seen him last probably April. Uh, no, probably uh, March or so. So he shows up, and he has dropped probably 30 pounds, and he does not look right. Uh, and the first diagnosis was that he had diabetes. My dad is a, was a very intelligent man, um, and, and I'm like, like, diabetes doesn't fit. That doesn't make sense. That doesn't add up. And through um, additional testing and the works, uh, Memorial Day, we realized that he had stage four pancreatic cancer, um, terminal, and that uh, he was not going to make it through this process. So that was pretty hard. So that's that's my Goliath. Um, think, take a minute right now. You may have a current Goliath right now. You may have something that's taunting you day and night, um, bugging you, pitching crap at you, whatever that may be. Your Goliath may have been in the past, and it may have already been slew. Your Goliath may be coming, and I hope not, but you may. So this is talking about Goliath as, as, a, as a major problem, not as the actual person. So um, so uh, Max Lucado points out that uh, five stones. So the first stone is the stone of the past. So I'm going to use my left hand to illustrate all of these. So the first one is your thumb. Okay, it's the thumb of the past. If you think about it, when you talk about the past, you often do a thumb motion that kind of like you know points in your past, right? So the thumb of the past. Um, although Goliath problems, uh, the problem is current, and may wake you up in the middle of the night, may drive you nuts, may be consuming most of your thoughts. Think about the blessings that have already come to you from you that you can write down. Right? So uh, the first one I want, uh, and, and each of these stones I'm going to connect to a Bible verse as well. So turn with me to uh, Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7, verse 11. Jordan asked me uh, if there's any songs that I wanted sung today, and Count Your Blessings was the song that I asked for to be connected. And she timed it. She perfect right at the end, right before I went and preached. So here we go, Matthew 7:11. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find it. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. For everyone who seeks uh, and finds and knocks. Is this the one I was wanting? Oh, I'm at 7-7. I'm supposed to be at 7-11. Thank you. There you go. I was like, that doesn't fit with what I was going with. All right, 7-11. If you then, though you are evil, know that you give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? God loves to give blessings. 
Imagine how many blessings he's already given you. So my connection to my dad, when we found out that he was terminal, uh, he was 63 years old. He and mom had very detailed plans that they were both retiring at 65. They'd already bought the motorhome. They had the bass boat that you could pull behind the motorhome or you could pull the Fiat behind the motorhome, depending on what kind of vacation they were doing. They had plans that they were going to go travel and do all of the national parks in Utah all the way down to Texas, hang out with my mom's brother-in-law, and then they were going to spend spring break in uh, in Tempe, Arizona, and watch uh, spring training on their way back. Like, like they had like all these plans detailed out. So, um, so what I have to stop and think about, but what was he already blessed with? Uh, ten years of service in the Coast Guard where he served and uh, saved countless people's lives as a as a helicopter repairman and a rescue swimmer. Um, uh, two children, happily married, um, uh, just a good job. Like if I, if, I, if I focus on what was happening, it was overwhelming. If I stop and focus on the blessings that he had already gotten in his life and the blessings that I had had from him, That's an easy one to focus on. So the first stone is the stone of the past. Think about it as your thumb. The second one is the stone of prayer. So think about your first first thing that you should be doing, your index finger. We always think is your first. So the stone of prayer. Um, Prayer is the first best step. It's your first best step. Join with me in Ephesians... Six. Ephesians six eighteen. Ephesians six eighteen. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers. And requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. It says pray, pray, and pray. So the first best step that you can be doing when Goliath wakes you up is to be praying. My first set of prayers when dad got sick was to be healed. Uh, for clarity of thought, for the doctors and all that, when we realized it was terminal, um, my prayers changed. God helped change my prayers. The prayers weren't about healing anymore. It was about peace and understanding. Um, I was mad. I was really mad. And uh, prayers for... um, for his timely understanding. Because I didn't get it, and I didn't get why. But uh, my prayers needed to change and focus on uh, God needed Dad at home more than we needed him here. So that was a hard transition to, to focus on. Stone number three. Stone number three is your priority. If you think about it, you should have your priorities stacked biggest to smallest. Uh, your middle finger is your biggest finger. I was going to point that out to you, but that would be rude. Um, so, um, so you've got 
past, you've got priority. I'm sorry, you've got past, you've got prayer, and you've got priority. So the tallest finger is your priority. Priority means turning your focus on what God wants, not what I want. That's what I learned through that prayer. It's like, I want a dad healthy, and I want a dad here. And that wasn't God's priority, and me wrapping my brain around that was tough. But as soon as I did it, God continued giving me blessings. Um, you need to order your thinking. Um, I once heard uh, the acronym JOY, that if you order your thinking in JOY, Jesus, others, yourself. Yes. If you think about God, Jesus, right? right? The acronym only works with a G, but a, or a J there, not a G. Um, that if you order your thoughts with God as your priority, um, a, a lot of blessings occur. So my favorite one from that is, uh, if you turn with me to Matthew, Matthew 6. And we're going to read verse 33. Matthew 6:33 But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all things will be given to you as well. Right? So when your Goliath comes knocking at your door, when you're focusing on what God's will is, he will bless you, he will take care of you, he will help you weather that storm. If you seek his kingdom first and his righteousness, all things will be given to you as well. So, um, the, uh, m- my priority piece was that um, my dad, when he was sick, said that he thought that he'd be able to count his friends on one hand with fingers remaining. Uh, that house was never still and quiet. From the time that it got out that dad was sick, um, we would potentially have people in, um, so when dad got sick, he said, hey, I'm, I'm not going to fight this, um, and, but I don't want to die in a hospital room. So he was at home the whole time. Uh, we would have one set of friends hanging out with him in his bedroom, and we would have two or three sets of friends waiting in the living room, waiting to, for their turn to go and say hi to dad. Um, that, when we, when we changed our priority into it was a way for people to come and say love you and thanks and bye to dad versus um, you know fighting this. It was amazing that that house was never quiet. It was never quiet. It was um, full of a lot of people and dad was, that was one of dad's last beautiful blessings was uh, how many people came just to come and love on him and all that. So um, the other piece was that uh, through his 10 years in the Coast Guard, he was an aircraft repair mechanic, so he had all sorts of tools. He had rolling chests of tools. And uh, one of my sister's best friends, uh, her husband was choosing to do a, a major life switch. He was an IT engineer for Microsoft and decided that he wanted to move to eastern Washington and become a farmer. Like those couldn't be bigger stretches from, from each other. And, uh, and to do so, you needed a lot of tools to fix equipment and all that. But he didn't have the money and the time to go and, and get that equipment. And when my dad found out that Lee was, was doing that, he said, come over and I want to give you all of my tools. So he gave him like two or three rolling chests full of tools and, and gave him the history on what that tool does and how he used it and, and all those pieces. So, um, 
dad had switched his priorities. It wasn't about um, accruing wealth and keeping stuff. It was about you know getting it to the people who need it. So, um, so your priorities when you switch them and you focus on God first, um, others second, and yourself third. Again, um, Goliath doesn't have a chance. So there we go. So we've got the past, we've got prayer, we've got priority, and the reason why I chose my left hand and not my right is that there's an indicator on my left hand that reminds me about my passion. Think about your wedding ring. Okay, Your left hand is where your wedding ring goes. It's your passion. Notice also that all, all, four, all five stones start with the letter P, right? So, so P is for passion. Uh, passion, you think of as, as love, you think as your wedding ring. Passion just means a very strong emotion. And my first strong emotion, like I said, was anger. I was pissed. How dare you take dad? Uh, he doesn't deserve it. He has so much left here. Um, I wanted him to see my children graduate. I wanted him to see my children get married. Um, so my first passion reaction was anger. Luckily, God has a great way of um, re uh, ordering my priorities and my focus um, and and help me work through that. The best verse that I can think as I was thinking through passion um, to illustrate, you guys don't even need to turn there. You know it by heart. John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. God loves us more than we deserve. Um, so that's my verse for for passion. Um, like I said, my anger consumed me for a while to the level that my anger prevented me from praying. Because I couldn't talk to God without it being coming off as a yelling. Um, to the level that I didn't know what to pray for anymore, because stage four terminal cancer, like you're not going to recover from it. Um, and Dad chose to not take actions to recover from it as well. Um, that anger turned to frustration. The frustration then turned to loneliness because when I stopped talking to God, I got lonely. That's not what God wanted me to be doing. And then it turned to peace. So so all of those are very um, deep passions, deep emotions. Um and when I realized that God needed Dad home more than he needed him here, that he'd done his work here, I was able to reorder my thinking, set my priorities right, and then my passion became about peace. So, the stone of your past, right? Past blessings, not past wrongs. Your stone of prayer. Your stone of priority your stone of passion and the little finger that like hangs on your hand but most of the time we don't understand why we need it until you smash it or ding it or something like that your pinky is your stone of persistence okay 
it's the little engine that could. It's the never give up, never, never give up, pinky, right? It's the underdog. So my verse for the underdog, Joe probably knows where I'm going already. Isaiah 40, and I'm going to read 29, 30, and 31. My very favorite verse is Isaiah 40, 31. But we're going to go all the way back to 29. Isaiah 40, I'm going to read 29 to 31. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Right? When you're weary, God gives you the power to be persistent. That never give up attitude. As time grew on with dad, I didn't give up. But I changed my focus. Um, the doctor said, hey, you could try some chemotherapy and it will give you a couple extra months. It should end some of the pain. Um, dad bought the wrong three months. Um, tried the chemotherapy, all of the same reactions that you've seen, hair fell out, couldn't taste anything, didn't want to eat. Um, and I watched a man of 63 years old wither into someone that I could pick up and carry in my arms. Just withered away. Which, in the end, was a blessing to me because the man who left this earth isn't the man I wanted left on earth. Right? Just, he was withered away. He stayed here longer than he was really supposed to. Um, and it may have been because that so many people were wanting to pray for him. But I think that he was here on earth long enough that, um, remember, he, he thought he only had a few friends that would come and visit him. He had tons of people who had an opportunity to come and visit with him. So the, the, the man who was left that shell didn't belong at, at, at home anymore. Um, so I did, we didn't give up, but my focus changed to, you need to not be here anymore. You need to be at home. Healthy, happy, vibrant. Do any of you guys think about what size body you'll be when you get to heaven? What condition body you'll be? Like we'd be like 21 because like that was the perfect age. We'd be 18. We'd be 12 where you can run as fast as you can and like... Will you be 50? Like, I don't know. It, I guess when I get there, I'll find out. But until then, it's just one of those things that makes you giggle. So remember, there are five stones. Your Goliath is probably not my dad. You, you have all sorts of Goliath in your world. Could be, could, could be a, a myriad of things. And I don't even want to guess what your Goliath is. But remember that Goliath showed up diligently day and night to taunt the Israel army. So your Goliath has got to be consuming your world. He, 
you say you have big issues that you're facing. Your issue might be giant-sized issue. So the next time Goliath wakes you up in the middle of the night, focus on the skills that God has armed you with. He gives you a sling, and he gives you the stone of the past, or your blessings, the stone of prayer, the stone of priority, the stone of passion, and the stone of persistence. You stop and take those five stones, you put them in your pouch, and you're about your father's work. You'll be ready when called, and he has given you the talents that you can go and solve these problems with. We may not have the same victories that we prayed for, because at first I was praying for healing, but my victory is my dad is a Christian and he's in heaven. But if we rest in the Father's will for us, Goliath has no chance. The next time Goliath wakes you up, fill your bag with your stones, grab your staff and your sling. Odds are, by the time you end with timber instead of amen, Goliath will be out of his house. God is in control of your choices. God is in control of Goliath. Just know that he's rooting for you, not him. Wednesday I was joking around with Isaac that this was going to be the sermon that I was going to give and that I needed to have an application piece. And my biggest Goliath that I've challenged was my dad. And... Uh, Isaac and I have also joked that when we come up and preach, it's hard to not be emotional enough to the level of tears. And that we both think that when you're doing God's work at your deepest level, it's hard to keep him back. So thank you for um, allowing me to be a blubbering idiot um, and talk about my dad. But uh, know that the only way you're going to beat your Goliath is through this book, through the power that he gives you. Um, and through the skill sets that he empowers you with. I believe that uh, Dad's passing was a great time to refocus me back in God's will and uh, to be doing his work. Um, so if any blessing came from that, that would be it. Um, but I know that there was a ton of blessing that occurred during that time frame. So uh, thank you for letting me come up and talk this morning. Um, let's pray. Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for the many blessings that you give us. Lord, thank you for the skill sets that you empower us with, the friends that we can uh, talk with, share our Goliath with, Lord. Um, but we need to continue to focus that your will be done. You are in complete control. That you have you've cordoned out the end and the beginning, Lord. You you laid the foundations of this world. You separated the waters from the land. You set the stars where they belong. You gave us light to live by, Lord. That you 
if you can design this earth and this world, our Goliath is pretty small in comparison. It may be consuming to us. It's less than the size of a speck of dust to you. We can call it a speck of dust as long as we continue to abide in you, Lord. That we, that we take up our, our staff and our sling and are ready to do your will when called. Lord, thank you so very much for, um, giving us the skill sets that we need, Lord, the blessings when we follow your will, Lord, and the peace that comes from understanding that you are infinite and in control. Lord, thank you so very much for uh, guiding this sermon. Lord, thank you so very much for this day. And I ask a blessing over everybody here for this week. In Jesus' name, amen.